Dun 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 This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment L L C It is March of 2023 and I am back with my friend and co-host Avi and now we're going to be going over the first four Indiana Jones movies in the Indiana Jones franchise starting with 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark I can't believe I'm about to say this sentence but unless uh, unless they move it again another year or so in summer 2023 Indiana Jones 5 is officially coming out. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So Avi and I are going to be going over discussing these first four movies to lead up to get anticipated for that. So, um, Avi, welcome back. What are your first thoughts that come to mind when you think of Raiders of the Lost Ark? It's very, like, uh, very big, uh, biggest hits about, like, uh, never seen, like, anything while you back to that when it first came out in the early 80s. Like, it's beginning, like, uh, what George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars, who had the vision ideas, he wants to revive all the Saturday morning serial films, serials like we know for the past decades, from the 30s or, or the 20s. But, like, he watched something like Zorro or the... Or something like, uh, or maybe something like Flash Gordon or Buck Rogers, like what inspired him to make Star Wars. Something he wants to do and make more a cliffhanging episode, one after the other. It's not like a, not like a superhero type or a superhero world going travel around the world. Like it's like a, it's like a, some kind of like a, like a, sometimes like a rollicking about like a, something is very, very original. Yeah, I like how you said it was serials and Zorro and all um, serials and Zorro and all that type of stuff. That was yeah, that's pretty much what uh, George Lucas was going for with that. Yes, it's a, it has something like a pulp feeling, it's like yeah, a pulp like a, story. Yeah, like a pulp type story. And I like how you said like with the cliffhangers. That's a good way to uh, describe this whole thing. Uh, that's a good way to open it up. Well, with, they say, say it's something for kids to watch. Hmm. But maybe it's becomes very cartoony, violent. Right. Right, that's true. The eighties began like a decades about it's how to create something very mature, violent thing. Like beginning of all the action blockbuster, like Rambo, hmm. Die Hard, and uh, Top Gun, and, uh, and and something like and anything you watch, anything like uh, with Charles Brunson type, you know, like or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, um, our, Charles Bronson in the eighties had his death. His death was death, death wish sequels. Yeah, he had the yeah they had the death wishes, and of course, you know, with Arnold and Stallone, and then Die Hard. It had all that stuff, but like. Just like oh, what even like Chuck Norris, that's like we, we saw the Expendables hmm. who once been the action stars in the eighties. Right, exactly. Right, right now, <clears throat> exactly. So um, those other stars were more for the like R-rated type <coughs> action movies, and um, but uh, I would say that um, still um, not Stallone, Indiana Jones rather is more more PG, more PG level type stuff. Yeah, exactly. At- sometimes, sometimes it might be like a thing like. Uh, 
something like almost a, a, a young adults watch. Right, right. Or young adults, for that matter, yes. Now, um, as far as all those franchises and action movies going on in the 80s, in the late 80s, for the 16th Bond movie, License to Kill, in America, USA, License to Kill was the first Bond movie to ever be rated... Yeah, PG-13. Yeah, and Yes. And then there was like a Gremlins or... Or Red Dawn, or all, all these things from the eighty from eighty four. Well, no, I'm not Gremlins, but like uh, Red Dawn or whatever those. Red Dawn is the first. Right. Yeah. So Red Dawn, right? Red Red Dawn in eighty four was PG thirteen, which then led to um, uh, the Temple of Doom and Glass Crusade also being, uh, I believe, PG thirteen. PG, but oh, but then still, but still right, right, right. It's a strong, really strong PG there for sure. Um, now there were there was another actor leading up to be possibly Indiana Jones if Harrison Ford didn't do it. It may have been Tom Selleck, I believe. Tom, yeah, that's what he's reaching about Tom Selleck. Or, about, yeah, even though it was like uh, some kind of like uh, it's like before his Magnum PI type. Yeah, right, like, right. It was right yeah. before the Magnum PI type stuff. That's true. Show, like Saturday morning cartoons show from the late 80s and 90s. Yeah, of course. Chip, uh, yeah. Chip is wearing Indiana Jones outfits, and Dale oh, nice. uh, wears a back to PI, back to PI Hawaiian shirts. Nice, that's also, cool. Both of them, like, have a comment that Tom Selleck should have been starred in the of Indiana Jones. Uh, that's true. That's all true about those things with the shows. Yes. Another thing I want to say real quick about um, Harrison Ford is that. Of his two major characters, Han Solo from Star Wars and Indiana Jones from Indiana Jones, he actually prefers and likes and cares about Indiana Jones, but really did not like being Han Solo at all. Well, Han Solo is a much greater greater role for that. For us. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying for us, maybe for the fans. Yeah, maybe 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 for the fans and audience. But of those two of those two characters, he prefers to be Indiana Jones and kind of wants to shy away from Han uh, Han Solo. That's why uh, when they asked him back to come back for the Force Awakens, he said, "I'll only come back to the Force Awakens if you know you you know what." Uh, and you know about the about Star Wars, about the originals of the first Star Wars, the yeah. new hope, but you know, Alec Guinness, you know, the actor plays yes. Nobi. Yes. Yes. In, in fact, by reality, he hates his role. About right, that. that's also, that's what I'm saying. As much, That's exactly right. As much as Alec Guinness hated his role in Star, the first Star Wars, um, A New Hope, that's the same way he, um, Han Solo, um, that, um, Harrison Ford feels about Han Solo in those first three Indiana Jones movies. He um, Harrison Ford wanted in the um, Han Solo to be die, die in Return of the Jedi, but that no, was no, I know, I know that. No, I know. I'm saying he wanted to make sure that he got killed off and died in the Force Awakens, but he actually wanted to die a movie earlier in Return of the Jedi. But George Lucas would not have him die uh, for in Return of the Jedi, like 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 um. Like how like he wanted, but yes, he got his wish. He got his wish for uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Force Awakens seven or eight years ago. But yeah, he actually wanted to die in Return of the Jedi, but Hans, but George Lucas was like, no, you're you're staying along. But then, oh, can we have you back for Force? Okay, only on this condition. Kill me off. Uh, yeah. Well, that's like a very uh, up, up, uh, uh, optimism. Yeah, just how it is. Um, I want to mention in the opening scene now, um, in the opening scene, scene or so of Raiders, um, you see Harrison Ford try to get that, um, uh, the statue type thing or whatever you had to carry. Yeah, how does, how does Indiana Jones know about the booby traps out of the way? Like, 
you touch a certain beam of light, about right. all kings of spikes out of wool out of nowhere, like it is like a magic temple or something. Yeah, like, uh, right. Well, in that joke about the sketch, but it could be that man behind the wall uh, to know where the the lights, the shadow be in, in front of the light. That way he does it. It's ready for the trap time. You like right, exactly trapping everything. Right, and then the whole bo- uh, the big bulldozer thing came and all. What I uh, want to mention about all that in the opening also, is also in the opening sequence was also making his acting debut as Alpha Melinda. That's what I was. That's actually what I was going for with the opening scene. I want to mention exactly what you just said there. In that opening scene, where Harrison Ford doing all that, we're introduced to Alfred Molina, young Alfred Molina as Set Set Satipo. So he he was um. Yeah, he was like treasure. He was trying to what? Um, be a traitor. He was like a traitor. Like a double, double, yeah, double, yeah. So that was a young Alfred Molina we saw there in the opening scene we're talking about now. And of course, for most people of general audiences, even more, he'll be known as Doc Op in Spider-Man 2, sure. 2004. And, and also No Way Home. No Way Home. Well, yeah, No Way Home. They brought him back. All those old villains, also for sure. Yeah, in, in No Way Home. But yeah, um, God willing. Uh, yes, I agree, but Alfred, 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 Doc Ock. Right. In this, in this role, about he, he entered the temple with the. But the indie, he, he himself got covered all the, the tarantula spiders all oh, over his back. Oh, yeah, the whole spiders red with, yeah. Yeah, that does, yeah, that with the, sh- with the um, spider, uh, yeah, definitely, for sure. So he's in there. He gets, I believe, killed off from doing what he did there. Then the other actor I want to mention right after him is John, John Reese Davies at Sala. He's in Raiders and Crusade, correct? He's both in... Last Crusade, bro. Yeah, he's in Raiders and Last Crusade. And then... Yes. Yes, according to the trailers, according According to some of the trailers, he'll be back in some form in five Dial of Destiny. So look out for everybody who likes Sala in um, uh, uh, Raiders and Crusade. Watch him, listen to see what parts he'll be in uh, the new one, uh, the um, Dial of Destiny. And I believe Karen Karen Allen's also coming back in the fifth movie. A bit. I think I saw. If you watch one of the trailers when they're up in the sky, I think she. I have a feeling about that. Now that they focus on the new girl, but but even it's his goddaughter about. Well, the, yeah, they say they say. Years years after the fifties to the sixties. What happens in between that she passed away? No, no, no. Well, yeah, the one girl is the the goddaughter, I believe. But I'm saying, um, I'm saying they might have Marion back in some form. If I saw some of the trailers correctly, if not, we'll see. But yeah, the younger person yeah, you're mentioning. Don't show about his son anymore. About the child of the book. Oh, that that. The child of the book might be like a, not good to person. There'll be a, be a next Indiana Jones, but uh, I didn't see. I have a feeling they had to kill him off. His character kill, kill him off off screen, like in between the the. King, the, King of the Crystal Skulls. I did, not, I did not see the sun and or mentioned about or anything in the Bye trailers. Uh, yeah, the sun. I didn't hear or see anything mentioned about in the new trailers or any of the trailers of this new one, um, Doll of Destiny. So it should be interesting if they whether they mention him or not as part of this new movie about where he what happened to him. Um, I really would look out for the new movie just to see what they do or don't say about the sun in regards to to what you're talking about there. But yes, for anybody who hasn't seen the fourth movie, the the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in um, Indy Four, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Indy uh, has a has a son that turns out to be Shy. LaBeouf, who I believe is written out of the fifth movie. It's, we should see what they do or don't do with that as, as far as that's concerned, but yeah. Um, yeah, so this came out in 1981. It's one hour and 55 minutes. A that's pe- the very highest grossing movie ever. The- at the time, I guess, what kind of, what about it was high grossing again? 
Raiders of the Lost Ark is the highest grossing big biggest hit to the box office at, at the time, yeah, I guess. The summertime and yeah. that year. Yeah, I would imagine so. When you say the summertime, <clears throat> I think with this being directed by Spielberg, partly that has to do. He started all the summer concepts. Right. Well, well, it started with Jaws. In Jaws, when he did Jaws, 1975, that onwards pretty much had other movies be like blockbuster summertime things, really. And uh, Indy 5, Dial of Destiny, which is coming out in the summertime as well. With, uh, except, it's not, except it's not by Spielberg. Except this time, yeah. This time it's not... Uh, yeah, it's correct. Spielberg's only producing. Someone else is directing. That guy from uh, Logan. Yeah. Logan and Walk the Line. Yeah, Rock the... Of all those movies, yeah. So Indiana Jones 5 gets a summer release date of supposedly June 30th. Never thought we'd say the sentence that Indiana Jones 5 is actually looking really to come out in the summer now of 2023. Um... For people that like Star Wars, um, didn't Lawrence Lawrence Kasdan also oh, write a, he wrote the screenplay? Write the screenplay, the screenplay. Yeah. yeah. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, uh, Ghost Awakens, and Solo. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this, right? Before the Eagles becomes a director, Lawrence Kasdan also later becomes a director without Harrison Ford involved. What What happened without without Harrison Ford? Lawrence Kasdan. Later on, becomes a director like a big chill and silver rock. He actually directs all that other stuff. Then the one, the one you mentioned, yeah. No, Harrison Ford involved. Only just a collaboration like Jer- Jer- Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Uh, well, I know, I know, I know. Jeff Goldblum would come into the Jurassic Park, but um. Yeah. All right. About that since last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The newer one. Yeah. The most well, recent one. Directed uh, all the actors who works with the uh, Lawrence Costner film, like Danny Glover in The Color Purple, Jeff oh, Goldblum nice. in uh, Jurassic Park, William Hurt in Artificial Intelligence. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Artificial Intelligence, Spielberg did after um, whatchamacallit passed away instead. Um, what's his name? Uh, no, the guy that did. Uh, um, the guy that did. Stanley Kubrick? Uh, yeah, that's it, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley. Stan- what's that? Say it again? It's supposed to be a team up between Spielberg right, right. and Kubrick. Right, well, Kubrick passed away, gave Spielberg the notes, so originally Artificial Intelligence was going to be a, um, uh, the name, you just named him again, what's, uh, what's that guy's name again? You said it. No, no, the director guy uh, that passed away. Um, the guy that did, um, the guy that did, um, uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. What was his name again? Uh, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. Kubrick was gonna be a, a artificial intelligence picture, but then it got led on to Spielberg. Yeah. Now, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Borrowed the borrowed notes and stuff. Now this is an action adventure. It takes place in 1936. It says archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the United States government to find the Ark of the Covenant before the Nazis can attain obtain its awesome powers. Now one thing I want to mention about that is towards the end they had all the special effects done with like the Nazis like just right yeah all that with the special effects and things yeah right right all that kind of stuff. Right, right, and that's where um, Harrison Ford's Indy says to uh, says to Marion, don't, close don't, your really close your, yeah, close your eyes. That's gonna be advice to the Right. If you watch that movie, you, you, you could close your eyes at something very disturbing going on. Right, exactly. Close your eyes, don't look. It's disturbing. Close your eyes, don't look. Type of thing. Yeah. The other thing I want to mention about this, saying how this Raiders takes place in 1936, like you said, with the uh, old serials and stuff, and Zorro and all that kind of stuff, is that. 
the next movie, people that aren't actual diehard fans won't know, is that Temple of Doom is actually not a sequel to Raiders, a but a prequel. And then, yeah, right, and Temp, right. So Temple takes place in 1935. Raiders takes place in 1936, and then last. And Last Crusade would be 1938. Right, right, exactly. Those first three original movies, uh, 81, 84, and 89, they'll all take place in the 30s decades. And then when you have to wait 18 years later for Indy 4, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that would take place in 1957 during the Soviets. Right, the Cold War Soviets, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's going to take place in 1969 with Nazis in the space war in 1969, yeah. Like a space war, yeah. Exactly. Like the moon type space stuff, exactly. And, um... Being that um, Harrison Ford is already in his early 80s when this comes out, he'll be in his early 80s, he was born in 1942, um, that um, this is pretty much... He pretty much said it during the whole um, brief things to people in public in those shows they did about talking about it. It's basically, no doubt, his last movie. Now, when Spielberg was still attached to direct, Spielberg had said that he is not killing off Indy. That's what Spielberg said when he was still directing, that he would not kill off the character. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Because if you ever watch the TV shows, there's a spinoff of Indiana Jones called The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Only on television episode if you watch on YouTube. How long, how long how long did that run that show run for? Ninety-two to ninety-four to ninety-five. Okay, so 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 somewhere in the nineties there. Okay, yeah. So when Spielberg was originally still direct uh, attached to direct, he had told everyone, "No, I will not be killing off uh, Indy at all." But now that we know that the director is the same guy from Logan. Oh my God! Don't piss off fans. Don't piss off. Don't piss, off us. don't piss us off. Do not kill. Do not kill Indiana Jones in in the five Dial of Destiny. And do not also do not make that Godfather Goddaughter woman, whoever she is. Do not make her the new Indy. The don't do that either. Yeah. Do not make her the successor at all. And 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 please give a, a word or two to explain what happened to the son character from the fourth movie. But yeah, it's great. It's great to have Sala back. John Rice Davies as Sala is coming back in some form for the fifth movie. Uh, do you know, it's originally supposed to be uh, casting of Sala. It's, uh, it's originally supposed to be cast by Danny DeVito, but to play as a some kind of false champion character. But even though he's too afraid. Wait, wait, back up. What was going to happen with Danny DeVito? Uh, originally, Danny DeVito could play as Sala in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but even though he's too busy to, uh, to making in television shows, like. Oh, okay, well, I think. So, like as far as right, well as far as casting's concerned, I think John Rice Davies is the right choice as Sala, and I think Harrison Ford, of course, is the right choice as Indiana Jones. Like we said um, from before that um, Magnum PI, if it if it wasn't going to be Harrison Ford, then Tom Selleck might have been in the running to be an alternative. But no one can see anyone but Harrison Ford as Indy, and he actually likes Indy better than Han Solo. He could not wait to get Han Solo killed off. But oh my God, do not, do not. Kill off Indy and Indy Five at all. Also, do you know John Rhys Davies' other best-known role is is Lord of the Rings trilogy? Yeah, I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan, so I wouldn't know that. So, but what, who does he play? What does he do exactly? Dimly, in, in Dimly the Dwarf, yeah, the one that companion that goes. To, to, to was he in um? Was he in all three of those? All three of them, yeah. Like, ha, uh, what did like you the um? The Dwarf. Uh, oh, is a Dwarf. What did you think of his performance in the Lord of the Rings stuff? Really gruff and uh, really, uh, 
Bowser. You know, the, no one trusts the tripod, let them come, man. I love, I love how you perform those lines from movies. I love it. Yeah, it's just like, almost like, a, it's, like it's like you're playing like a, a Dungeons and Dragons, but it's, it's just a real fantasy type. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, let me just see real quick. We were talking about... I was talking about jo- how Jaws was Spielberg's first big summer blockbuster, which led that to the summers also. And we mentioned a little bit about Star Wars. Well, one of the taglines for this is Indiana Jones, the new hero from the creators of Jaws and Star Wars. It's like... Uh, even I thought it's all big credit goes to George Lucas. And right. He's all about that. It's almost had a little connection to Star Wars. Right, exactly. Because if, you, if, you, if you're in the, if you watch a scene about Wells of Souls, about where they uncover the Ark of a, from the beneath it, one of the hieroglyphics, so that one of the hieroglyphics shows about the pictogram of a R2D sepia, mm. got a message from the delivery message from the Leia. Right, right, exactly. Oh well, yeah, all that kind of stuff is hidden stuff about both franchises. Easy, yeah, easy yeah, about the yeah. Producers uh, the previous works. Right, exactly. Now, everybody, I just say this about every movie because every movie has a lot of things of this matter. But just on your own time, guys, when you're not listening to us talk about the whole movie, there is. 200, 286 bit, 286 bits of trivia. If people want to know behind the scenes facts that the IMDb lets people know on your own time, you want to catch out for everybody. Check out the trivia of over 286 bits of trivia with five cameos and 11 spoilers. But I did like how you um, delivered some of those lines. So let's at least go in the quote line section. It says that there's uh, 66 items of memorable quote lines. It says, uh, let's see what we got. Oh, his main big one, the one that people know him for the most is when talking to Marion and, and they say you're not the man I knew 10 years ago it's not the years honey it's the mileage it almost reminds me uh, about 20 years later with um, Vin Diesel saying you uh, about something about a quarter of a mile for the Fast and Furious something similar about the mileage there too oh uh, then oh there's a monkey they talk about the monkey oh, yeah, uh, the monkey even that's not a real monkey a real monkey there's actually a voice by vocal effects by Frank Welker did the, oh. voice, did the voice of the monkey in Aladdin? Wait, 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 back up. The monkey in this movie, is it the same one from Aladdin? No, it's the vo- vocal effect. Of oh, the, the vocal, the, the vocal, vocal part? For the, the vocal effect for the monkey sound is Frank Welker. Oh, it's the same vocal. The vocal effect for the oh. same monkey in, the, in wait. Aladdin. The vocal, the vocal effect parts. The vocal effects are the same? Yeah, they're same, same voice, voice actor. Yeah, oh, same for the voice part. effect part. Interesting. Wait. Oh, nice. That's very... That's You always know this behind-the-scenes trivia about that kind of animal and stuff. Very, very interesting how you tell us about that. Yeah. So... Oh, yes, Boulder. Oh, right. Which weapon's better, the sword or the gun? Because mm-hmm. a gun is very easy to take it down, except no arrows or or a sword. Sword. Are you talking about when the guy has the sword and he just shoots him? Just shoots it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I think everybody knows about that part. Yeah. Right. Star Wars series because if, if you shoot with the laser, it's always the, with the lightsaber you had the weapon. It's easy enough to deflect the oh, laser blast right. which hurts you. Right, exactly. But you when you use the force to yeah. deflect it. Right, that that's true about all that. Yes. Um, 
before I forget, back when we were talking about how um, Alfred Molina was in the beginning of the movie in that opening scene there, um, God willing, sometime in 2024 next year, in 2024, I would really like to do a uh, Spider-Man 2 20th anniversary um, podcast with you about the second Spider-Man movie. Um, about, back, back to the monkey now. Um, do we need the monkey? I'm surprised at you. Taking that, taking, talking that way about our baby. He's got your looks, too. And your brains. Yes, she does. She's very smart. Uh, even though the, I hope it's the monkey, they do the same trope of the idea. Like, you ever watch a movie with the Fable Bands about oh. the, the Fable Bands about it shows him a base on Spielberg's personal life. Right. About, yeah. It's true about the, he, the, his mother bought, bought the, bought the uh, monkey as a pet about, to help, him cure, help her cure from her, her depression. Yeah. Uh? You said so the monkey helped the monkey helped cure somebody's depression. What happened? Her, 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 his mother's depression since after you know about the passing of her, her, her of, a, of the Spielberg's grandmother about that affect her life about even even though it's, even her personal marriages. So that's when they had the monkey the, uh, as a pet. Oh, interesting. Okay, wow, wow, wow. As that. Okay. Now speaking about the Hebrews and Ten Commandments, how they put these lines in. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant, the chest that the, that the Hebrews used to carry around the Ten Commandments. What? You mean the Ten Commandments? Well, yes, the actual Ten Commandments. The original stone tablets that Moses brought down from Mount Horeb and smashed, if you believe that sort of thing. Didn't any of you guys ever go to Sunday school? <laughs> well, either they're Jewish. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, that line in the, between Indian and Major Eaton about the whole Ten Commandment Hebrew things, I thought that was memorable because, of course, you know, us being Jewish and everything. Because even the movie is all Jewish, yeah. Jewish stuff about the yeah. director is Jewish. Well, I gotta tell you about the ending. About yeah. even it's very quite uh, like uh, very shockingly about the effect, almost affected uh, like uh, special effects. But right. even it's uh, almost like uh, even sometimes like uh, it's, it's not like uh, it's, it's our own fantasy story about. I don't know. Remember if I read any like uh, stu- the Torah study about the anything what's anything to do with the power of the ark about right. to help them use it as a weapon. About yeah, the, yeah. Well, like you said, he t- he told her to close his, close your eyes. You know, no, no, you don't want to see anything disturbing. And by the Nazis keeping their eyes open, it totally made them de- 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 destroy themselves. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's, it's going to be like an atomic weapon or the nuclear weapon that's, uh, right. that's how it explodes away. Something just like, like that, yeah. Just like Terminator Two about the from nuclear impact the explosion that makes Sarah Connor burnt herself and the and and the and the blast of the blast of the explosion it rips herself into a skeleton. Yeah, well, it's a it's a really amazing how Terminator Two still holds up today, even better than a lot of movies of 21st century special effects. And to me, the story ended for me at the end of T2 Judgment Day after he got got himself liquidated from John Connor, gunged him down into the um into the what you call it pit uh, fire pit there. To me, to me, T3 through T6 never happened. It all ended at the end of T2. And also sometimes like. You know, sometimes it's like even they has a theme for the about the about the Raiders Lost Ark. It's a Jewish fantasy revenge movie, like before Munich or Quentin Tarantino and Glorious Bastards. About it shows about the 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 Ark is made from us, and the director says Spielberg is Jewish. And, uh, well, I was gonna say when you well, I was gonna say yeah when you mentioned uh, when you mentioned Munich, yeah, Munich was Spielberg's two thousand like revenge thing with how the um, Mossad wanted to do the revenge, and then of uh, course I'm like, Right, or the, yeah, or massacre type thing of getting them back. And then you said, um, Quentin Tarantino, uh, as There's far as him. Right, right, with his movie. Right, with some of his movies. The cinema, the cinema massacre is very compared to the, the 
Mitzvah Lost Organi about the on the cross that kills all the, the, the power of the Hashem's wrath. Right. Well, I wanted to mention when you mentioned. Um, well, that's interesting what you what you said right there. When when you mentioned Tarantino in recent movie news, as far as his revenge type scene type stuff, it supposedly announced that his tenth movie is going to be his last, right. and it's going to yeah yeah it's going to be called the Movie Critic. Something about a movie critic type uh, plot, but I yeah I but as far as that being his last movie, I don't buy that because a lot of uh, people say this is going to be their last this and that, and then they're still doing more afterwards. But supposedly the movie critic is going to be Tarantino's last official movie, so so he says. But um yeah. Because even though about like, uh, and sometimes also what's about the, about the Ark knows about they don't trust the Nazi about, yeah. because of, uh, in the, inside the wooden crate where the Ark is about, it shows the Nazi symbols got burnt off because oh. it knows about yeah. the, about the evil, about the, right. about the Nazis. Well, I know, I know, Ma- I know that Nazis have something to do with the fifth movie, like we said, taking place in 1969. I hope that. That once, once the one of the main villains once was a Nazi officer. Right. He, he had the plan about. Yeah. Well, I'm just hoping that in the fifth movie they have good villains that are not entirely involved completely with Nazis because I thought a third a third ending movie with Nazis is a bit too much because the Nazis were the main villains in both Raiders and Crusades. So I'm hoping that well, Dial. Even the only the uh, yeah. Temple of Doom is all. About oh yeah, that's the only one. Only Temple of Doom. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping that Dial, well, that and uh, Crystal Scroll had the Soviets instead. But I'm hoping that in Dial of Destiny they have villains that aren't entirely just entirely just Nazis, but something else as well. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, th- that the, the supposedly there's rumors that flashbacks will take place in the 1940s, which because with all de aging and stuff, so a, a lot of things about this fifth movie make me very um, nervous and. Um, hopefully it doesn't entirely suck. And also about, sometimes like, uh, and also about that, uh, also what I love this in the Mayor's Lost Song is that great desert chase, but how he goes after that truck about to get the... Wait, which part is this? Is this about uh, the movie we're talking about now? About Mayor's Lost Song. Yeah, what happened exactly? Say again, what happened? The Nazi got the arc of the, the, the plane destroyed, they decided to transport the truck about, like, uh, they take it to the arc onto the truck to mm-hmm. Cairo. Oh right, because partly part of the story takes place in uh, Cairo, Egypt. Yeah, because even though sometimes we're also about nothing, but it's a cinematic influence of other movies, like uh, like the one about the going after truck chases, inspired the stunt stunt parts of the of the John Wayne movie on Stagecoach. Yeah, for any people that like John Wage, that there's a connection there, the John Wage Stagecoach of things. Yes. Yeah, the stunts about jumping to horses, yeah. go underneath the carriages, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, bring him back. And, uh, right, yeah. And also, and also uh, the more about the opening uh, of the Iron, uh, Ark of the Covenant, it's like comparing the ending about the of the film noir movie in the 50s called Kiss Me Deadly. About the, wait, wait, back uh, up, back up. Movies. What happened with 1950s Kiss Me Deadly? What's that more about? Because that's why they influenced the various Lost Ark about oh, partly the, the... opening up their one-cent suitcase. About if you open it, there's some glowing effect inside of it. Uh, that that's interesting. Exploded. That's actually very interesting. So that 1950s, what was it called again? Kiss. Kiss me deadly. Kiss it's me. My camera. My cameras. Based on my camera stories. But like, wow. So that. So that 1950s thing right there, also helped with this movie being a thing. Very interesting. Now, as far as this, you said this movie did really well when it came out early 80s, 81. It looks like the. Uh, United United States box office was 248 million with a gross worldwide of 389 million dollars. 
Uh, and also nothing about the casting. You have another sure. cast, the main villain is Belloc, played by Paul Freeman. His other, in this movie, he plays a, a French archaeologist who collaborated with Nazis. But later roles, in 1999, on Showtime Network, there's a TV film about deals with the Holocaust called The Devil's Arithmetic with Kirsten Dunst. In this version, he plays the victim of the Nazis during the, in the are we, talk, are we talking about Paul Freeman now? Yeah. According, at least according to me, opening up his page, uh, born in 1943, at least at the time of this recording in March of 2023, Paul Freeman is still currently alive. Yeah. Even his other roles he's in, there's the one with about the, the hot fuzz, who plays a plays a priest about those actually works with that the, the uh, vigilantes group. The, speaking speaking of hot fuzz, doesn't that have Timothy Dalton in it as James Timothy Bond? Dalton, yeah. Timothy Dalton is in it. Simon Pegg right and, uh, and Simon uh, Pegg everybody for Simon Pegg fans you just mentioned Simon Pegg after Dalton Simon Pegg can't wait to see uh, again returning of course to see in Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible. yeah can't, can't wait for that yeah he's mostly known for com- comedian type stuff yeah but yeah, what the story is is that um, after we're done these four first Indiana Jones movies, we'll be doing Mi- Mission Impossible next. So it's going to be Indy 1, 2, 3, and 4, followed by Missions 1 through 6. So if anybody likes the other Indiana Jones movies or Mission Impossible, then ch- definitely check us out when we talk about those next. Um, so that, yeah, Paul. Well, I mentioned about Paul Freeman. Mm-hmm. This movie, he Frank who works with the Nazis. But the Devil's Arithmetic, a TV film in the late 90s, he plays a victim of the Nazis, plays a rabbi. Interesting. Well, it said he was born in 43, so I imagine he has a very long, big uh, career of different projects over the decades. And, and also, other worlds that uh, Paul Freeman's in, he's also in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Well, yeah, it did, it did say, yeah, it did say something um, attached with Power Rangers. Yeah, 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 it did say something attached to Power Rangers as well. That's true. He's, so he's been in a whole lot of stuff. Um, and also he's back again in, in, in the TV show The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones But not as Belloc He plays a different character Oh, what, what other char- what, what, Which other character did he play? In, in, in the Young Indiana Jones He, play, he plays a real historical figure play, play, Called Frederick Salou you know, The White Hunter in South Africa Wow so, so, been, so really he's been in a whole bunch of all kinds of stuff Is what we're saying here Okay wow So real quick Crazy credits Crazy credits. The mountain in the Paramount logo dissolves into the mountain of the Peruvian jungle, and the film ends with a man in a warehouse pushing a crate with the ark buried. And I think that same I think that same warehouse is shown in the and beginning. Then, and then the fourth, the right, in the beginning of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. See, yeah. Keep them, yeah. Any object we had about it hidden away. For sure. For sure. Yes. Also, they had the also influence of the Anthony from Citizen Kane about the the horse of Wells Citizen Kane where they, all the all the all the all the all the all they had to auction off the Xanadu mansion would be create array and uh, and what's left of it is the MacGuffin. Why, why the Wells uh, what's being the word Wellsbud is actually the right. his childhood sled that got right. burnt away without being. And people gotta know about yeah. it. It's like, it's like you call MacGuffin. Right. So basically, everybody, for anybody that doesn't know what that term means, a MacGuffin is often used in movies. In, in, 
Hitchcock film. Well, yeah, well, in Hitchcock onwards, because it's using everything from Hitchcock, all all to more modern, more recent ones. A um, a MacGuffin is basically a a device that helps bring forward the plot and story to continue on more. So there's always like a MacGuffin, whether it's an Indiana Jones, James Bond, Mission Impossible, and all kinds of other movies. A MacGuffin helps bring the plot moving forward on what, even though it's not exactly. Sometimes it's an item that's fake. Sometimes it's real, but it, it brings the story along further, basically. That's a good. The Ark of the Covenant is a MacGuffin. It's a biblical object we know for the ancient times. Right, yeah. Uh, even once a, I never knew about, like, even the events in Hollywood about if you open there, the Oracle uh, Awesome Power might be about right. that uh, if you don't want to look up. You know, right. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Now, someone else we haven't quite mentioned yet about the cast that I also want to mention real quick, since I'm a big Batman fan of the uh, the first original Batman movies, 89 through 97, William yes, William Hootkins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, William Hootkins. What, what part did he play in Batman 89 again? Uh, Eckhart. Oh, right, Eckhart. Yeah, Eckhart. Yeah. It's before, like, he was. Right. Right. Or something like right, that. right, like, right, like, something like that. that. Right, you know, yeah. Got, like, right, right. Now I'm just trying to keep us track on time. We got a, got a lot of good material here so far. Yeah, but so go ahead. Yeah, yes. He was also in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah, also also yeah. part in Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Right, yes. And as far as Star Wars is concerned, everybody, since Star Wars mainly, movie, movie, most of the movies mainly came out in the month of May, I am going to be having a number of podcasts related to Star Wars franchise in May, so look out for that in two months. But yeah, yeah, he's connected to Star Wars too, and everybody's connected to something. Um, uh, let me see. Um, now, we're. I just want to let you know, just so we're on track on time, we got a lot of good material here. We are just now... Leading into um, 37 minutes in, I like to have them uh, so that I don't lose the material of the content we say together um, after the 50 minute mark when it is, um, by 55 it really goes bad. But we're at 37, so um, at this point, um, what else would you like to tell the listeners and audience that they haven't that you think they should know about Raiders that we haven't yet already talked about? Like the, the the brawling, the fighting between. Oh, the brawling, that the 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 big uh the the wrestling, the, the wrestling type guy. The only re- that's interesting. Good point. So the only reason that Andy won that fight because he was gonna die if if he didn't do it the other way is that the plane blade. The plane blade was able when he wasn't that. Well, that's what saved him. If it wasn't for that plane blade on that guy, he would have. That guy would have killed him. Well, that same muscle, the same guy who also appeared the Indiana Jones, like uh, like the Temple Doom, plays a chief taskmaster, and uh, right. and also he's in that he's only seen briefly in the Last Crusade, but, right. uh, but even though he's got cut off of that no more expanding fight between him and and Indy about like right. it was like another like a rumble. Yeah, yeah, but that guy was really tough and could have killed Dindy unless he was saved by the. And also, uh, and also, yes, also big, uh, big, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, big thug. Well, besides he plays German mechanic, he also plays a different role, but in the opposite plays in the large Nepalese, Nepalese, where they at the Marion's Tavern where he's wrestled with the India Jones. Wait, back up! What are we? Back up! What are we talking about now at this point? The same, the same, the same actor plays uh, the the mechanic. Guy yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The plane. He, he has a double wall in the Raiders Lost Ark. Plays the uh, the large Nepalese the, the man in that Marion Tavern. Oh, that's okay. So he's, he's uh, uh, the one who's about to be. Oh, so he plays. Oh, so he plays. More, he, so he plays more than one part. Uh, to just double, even the okay. same guy who plays the uh, 
won the eye patch Arabs with a monkey who gives informant to the ah, Nazis agent. He also, he also appears at the very beginning of the movie about the, the one of the uh, about to shoot Indy in the back of Peru, but ends ah. up he got his back of the shop of arrows and darts. Right. Well, okay. I, I, that's interesting. That same character. Yeah, I'm just proud they're. I'm just glad they're bringing Sala back for the fifth movie. Yeah, and also I like about like uh, the actor plays. Uh, yeah. The actor plays uh, the, the the you know the the I forgot his name. I remember his name about the uh, Pat Roach. The mm. Pat Roach is a is a first mechanic. The one is a big uh, guy. The other roles he's in is like uh, Never Say Never Again, an unofficial James Bond right. rumble with the. Uh, Sean Connery right. and plays the evil sorcerer in the in the in the Cold and the Destroyer, and, and also plays that uh, in Willow in the movie. Willow. Oh wait, who's in Willow. who? Who's in all this stuff? Pat Roach. Oh okay, I don't see Pat Roach in the main cast here. I'm just looking at the main top cast part. But okay, that's interesting. More about the trivia of cast people there. Okay. Um. Uh. So basically, this did really well. Like I said, box office wise. So the fact that it did so well and everything. Um. And then of course George Lucas and Spielberg would come back later. Uh, was it three three years later with uh, Temple of Doom? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what they and this, yeah. He wants he, he, George Lucas wants something. He wants to do a trilogy, but even though after the third part, he feels like a little, at the years of gap gap ahead. About he feels guilty about he should have bring bring more character, bring him back to life again. Um, yeah, the way that the third one ended, Crusade with the four of them on those horses out in the sun sunset like that. Sunset. Yeah, the sunset. Yeah, that would have been the perfect way to end the trilogy. Like, but then of course, when they had the fourth movie, that kind of almost undoes the undoes the ending of the third movie. Because you know what happens yeah. about if he wants to fulfill retirement to go on with yeah. life. Because you know how many times they go make a sequel about if you want to like uh, right. sometimes uh, we can't tell what 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 goes on about right. make a spinoff. Right. One thing that's true with spinoffs. We yeah the TV series, the video games, all that kind of stuff. One and thing the we book seri- and the book series and the book of course books of course books books also books and novels too. Video yes. Games, yes. Yes. One thing about Indiana Jones we haven't yet mentioned since we mostly know him as an archaeologist and a adventure is that he's actually a professor for the school he does yeah, the professor school like stuff like a, like a superhero type yeah exactly yeah school teacher glasses right what the teach the school teacher glasses type side thing yeah exactly yeah so And sometimes I guess, and also I like about there's one of the Nazi I like is a t- name of Todd, to, mm. you know, Todd played by the. Well, I, I, I get confused because like there's a number of a, a number of the guys played Nazis, like a few different guys on there. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of. But yeah. Even he is with a with a tortured man. We we we, we meet again with the uh, Marion about the the tents about. We thought he'd bring out it's like a torture wet torture device. But, right. Where it actually reveals his hanger. Right. It's the same thing that happened, but it's ex- how it's deleted is is in the previous Spielberg film, the 1941. Wait, what's happened now? What happened in Spielberg's 1941 now? Because one scene got deleted, that's, but there are they shows again in Raiders Lost Ark. It's about one Nazi is about to about to torture him with the, that device with that with that little like the nunchuck type. 
but however, in actuality, he, he formed himself as a hanger. So oh, okay, well, all right, well, listen, speaking of nunchucks, everybody, if anybody likes nunchucks, John Wick will be using nunchucks in John Wick 4, Chapter 4, so if you're a fan of nunchucks and really terrific action, uh, this, uh, this weekend comes John Wick, Chapter 4, I have my ticket next Tuesday to see it, so definitely, if you're an action fan, definitely check out John Wick, Chapter 4, uh, coming up in a few days, um, yeah, so... Okay, now that we're about 43 minutes in, in just a sec, um, what are your, for the audience listeners, what are your final concluding wrap-up thoughts of 1981's first of his first of four movies so far, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Harrison Ford, final concluding thoughts for everybody? I mean, it could, be about, it could be about the ending, it could be about the whole movie in general. For my, for my final thoughts, I mean, sure. people out there are victims of anti-Semitism, just like happened recently, you know, Who's the third actor would you say after this first two? The, 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 the political figure named Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, oh, that's, that's some sort of some. Oh, okay, that's some sort of political figure. I didn't know the name. Okay, yeah, I wasn't familiar. Okay, I wasn't familiar with the political figure, so I'd have to look up who that political person is, but yeah. Um. Yeah, so you were saying Raiders is kind of like a um, a fantasy, a fantasy, a fantasy thing before Tarantino and before uh, Munich. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a, like a best uh, like uh, example to give a so taste of their own medicine with that. Right. With the Ark of the Covenant against the Nazis. It's like a revenge against the Holocaust. Right. That's interesting about the um. The Holocaust there. Right. So, um, real quick, um, DVDs and Blu-rays. Were there any um, special features, deleted scenes, outtakes from Raiders of the Lost Ark that you think the audience should know? Special features. I saw you could watch his behind-the-scenes about how he makes a face melt. Oh, how the face melts. That's good, yeah. The face melting is really well done with that. Good point. Right. Yeah. Chris Wallace. Right. Design and the, and the movie Grandma's been produced by Spielberg. Right. And he does a facial makeup with Jeff Goldblum the Fly. Oh, wow. Okay. I could be interesting. I could be wrong, but I think they're in uh, production possibly of making a uh, a Gremlins three. I think there might be working on a. Get- as a TV as a TV series or cartoon show. Yeah, I, I thought. Oh, just in those ways. Okay. So maybe we'll see. And I and and I could be wrong, but we might also be getting a. Um, we did Beetlejuice a long time ago. I think they're working in 2025 for a Beetlejuice two back with Tim Burton directing, I believe. Yeah, Michael Keenan. Yeah, Michael Keenan. Yeah, if Tim Burton directs, Michael Keenan will come back for sure. Yeah, and of course we can't wait to see him back as Batman in The Flash coming in June. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Dietrich about the the one as a face got shocky. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So wait, what's happening with that person you just mentioned? Later, otherwise he's in. He plays a German prince in Barry Lyndon by Stanley Kubrick. Okay. He works. He works with Clint Eastwood in the in Firefox. Okay, so all all those different kinds of directors and projects then. Okay, great. He's also in the the Band of Brothers miniseries. Oh, of course, yeah. For anybody, Band of Brothers was that early two thousand HBO series. Okay, he so plays, well, he plays one of the Nazis, but as, a, as in the series finale, right? He plays well, like a sympathetic Nazi who agreed to, s- to surrender the U.S. Army. Yeah, and he gives a last speech to his own men about. Yeah, you know what? You are so full of trivia on all kinds of parts of movies and characters. You're really well done knowing the trivia behind all these different old movies and shows and things. Uh, movies, shows, books. 
video games, you know it all about all that kind of stuff. Yeah, now, man. yeah. Even also Oh, of course! Like I said, also with the TV shows, also. Now, um, if you had to, if you had to grade, give it a rating. If you had to give a rating for Raiders of the Lost Ark, what would your rating for everybody be? Biggest A plus. A plus, yeah. I would give this also an A plus, five out of five, four out of four. An A plus, yeah. Also, I agree. Yeah, definitely an A plus. Five out of five, four out of four. And, the biggest. Like Indiana Jones has been nominated for Best Picture and right. for the Oscar and, and director for Spielberg. Wait, what happened with the? That movie is only Indiana Jones and the movie that nominated for Best Picture. It was or wasn't. It nominated for Best Picture, oh, but it didn't win an Oscar. Oh, well, um, well it, and I, I'm director, sure... And director. I'm sure it won for something, though, right? It had to win from some sort it of won, category. It won for special effects. Oh, special effects, definitely. And some technical awards. Uh, definitely for technical and special effects. Cool, cool. Which, which didn't score. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, and, and he did come back to uh, record a score for the fifth movie, right? Yeah, even if they say it's going to be his last, last credit, also. Right, supposedly the last, it's going to be his last credit, supposedly, and this is no no doubt for sure going to be Indiana, um, Harrison Ford's last, yeah, last la- yeah. Yeah. yeah, and don't, don't, do not kill him off, don't kill him no. off. Pray to, pray to God that don't, don't ever, never let it happen. Yeah, you're, you're, you're about to say Hashem. For anybody who doesn't know, one of the Hebrew terms for God for uh, Jewish people is Hashem, which means the name. You're about to say Hashem, but then you change it like, to God. Even if that, we just saw that Bella dressed up as a high priest of the like Kohen Gadol. But for Kohen Gadol, Kohen Gadol never will hold the staff. Wait, what happened with the high priest? Which movie is this? Still Raiders? What happened with the high priest? What happened with the high priest? What happened with the high priest, real quick, with that? When Bella dressed up, it's very inaccurate because quite guttled, yeah, never carries a staff. Well, okay, something with a staff and stuff. Okay, right. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoy. And, and, and last of all, yeah. you can watch a parody of Bayes Lassock. Watch an episode of South Park, episode of Free Hats. I saw, I saw the, I saw the stuff on South Park. South Park really ripped uh, shreds Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. Yeah, I saw those. I saw the episodes about um, Indiana Jones inside of South Park. I used to watch, I used to love watching that show. I don't know if they have new episodes on it anymore, but um, yeah, definitely check out South Park uh, parody of Indiana Jones. And, and Indiana Jones will also be mentioned by The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, because even the Big Bang Theory is about that. Yeah. If a Nazi could hold it, if Nazi went got the Ark to deliver to Hitler, because if it did, it might kill Hitler and entire Nazi. Right. Exactly. So yeah, the uh, both the South the, the South Park for sure did it well. Uh, interesting parody of what South Park did with that for sure. Uh, we're now forty nine minutes in. Um, last final thoughts. Anything you want to tell the audience before we about to close out? Uh, uh, go, uh, go 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 out to the, about the adventure that. And discover about the, what what you experience. About, go for an ex- go for an adventure and experience stuff in the adventure. That's a nice way, a nice end uh, end note. Looking about it with the adventure, going out to do things in life. Go out for that adventure, get it done. Like that as a final thought. That's great. Everybody, support your local movie theaters uh, to see big theatrical experiences because streaming online is just not the same. And everybody, dance and have a good time. This is friend and co-host Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, signing out till the Temple of Doom. Dun-dun-dun-dun! Dun-dun-dun! Dun-dun-dun-dun! Dun da da, dun da da da, dun da 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 da
See you at Temple of Doom.